Good morning. Our Holy Gospel today is from the 23rd chapter of Luke, beginning at verse 33. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saves others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to join with me as we pray together the uh, Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. God who by the light of the Holy Spirit who instructs the hearts of the faithful grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be made truly wise and ever rejoice in your consolations. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, as I said early on in our church worship service this morning, this is Christ the King Sunday. It hasn't always been known as that. As a matter of fact, Christ the King Sunday didn't actually become formally noticed as Christ the King Sunday until 1925 when Pope Pius, I believe it's Pope Pius the... Ninth, eleventh, you know, one of those, one of those popes in there. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, I'm not sure which one it was. Um, declared that we should be having this Sunday be called Christ the King Sunday. And the reason was, is because he had observed that the, the, that the emphasis upon Christ had been waning in the world. And so we had to somehow rejuvenate Emphasis upon Christ. So we need, to, we need to have a feast day uplifting Christ as Lord of our lives. And so thus, here we are. Now, in most recent years, um, most recent years now, uh, in the Common Lectionary series, um, this is referred to now as the Reign of Christ Sunday. So however you want to see it, however you want to hear it, uh, we are now in our last uh, week of our church year season with Advent bringing us into a new church year next Sunday. We come here today and we come here gathered as people of faith. I think that's just a simple understood thing. 
It's what we're accustomed to doing. We gather here on a regular basis every weekend. And we have now traveled together another full season. A season of life in which we have had the privilege over these past 12 months to hear and to live the salvation history story. And that salvation history story, it is an ongoing, I think we need to continually remind ourselves that this salvation history story, it is an ongoing living history. And the reason is, reason, part of the reason is why, and the biggest reason why it is an ongoing living history is because of the one who made it possible, who brought heaven and earth together. It was out of God's immeasurable love, out of God's immeasurable grace and mercy for the world that God became one of us in the incarnate person, the Son of God, in the person of Jesus. And it was out of God's great desire for us that God wants us to know and experience that love and that mercy and that grace that Jesus bestows upon us by being in the world. You know, when you look at Scripture, especially in the Gospel of John, it's quite obvious that Jesus has been around as long as God has been around. And I believe that it has always been God's intent all along to bring the kingdom of God to us in the person of Jesus Christ. We, we, we saw it in that Colossians text today, in that, that statement of faith. It has always been God's intent all along to bring the kingdom of God to us in the person of Jesus Christ. To walk with us and to show us what the kingdom of God looks like and what it means for us to live lives that reflect that kingdom. And we have that opportunity yet while we still have life within us to live that life also that reflects the kingdom in us. As we come to the close of another season of living into the gospel salvation history story, I think it's only fitting that we should hear and that we should relive the Good Friday story of Jesus suffering and dying on the cross. This story of sacrificial love for the sake of the world, it is a reminder to us of the price of costly grace that Jesus is willing to endure and suffer for us. The proclamation of the third chapter of John describes the lengths to which the King of Heaven will go to convince our hearts and our souls how much God loves us. It's that oh-so-familiar passage that all of us know by heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. The Lord and King of our lives is the Lord who gave up everything, including His life. Jesus, by giving up everything, He said no to worldly power. He said no to manipulation and dominance. He said no to injustice and oppression and greed? Can you name one other king 
who has ever done such things. The Lord and King that we have come to know through the gospel salvation history story is the person of Jesus who said yes. He said yes to the way of the cross. I love the way Reverend Dan Erlander so eloquently describes Jesus and his yes to the way of the cross. Reverend Dan Erlander uh, is probably one of the most uh, um, pastoral, um, gentle spirits that I have ever met in my life. And he describes this Jesus' yes to the way of the cross in this way. He says that Jesus said yes to the way of the cross, the way of submission to the will of the Father, the way of absolute trust in the Father, the way of dedication to human liberation, the way of solidarity with human pain, and the way of freedom to be human, to be weak, and to be vulnerable. He further writes that in the crucifixion, in the crucifixion, Jesus said yes to the way of the Father. And in the resurrection, the Father said yes to the way of Jesus. One of the petitions that you and I pray when we pray the prayer that the Lord and our Savior has taught us is the, position, is the petition, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All of this calls us back to our baptismal covenant when we pray that. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Each day, each day, each and every day, I don't know how many times I've told you this, and you should know this by now, and it should be a part of your daily faith routine, that we daily return to remember our baptism. And when we do that, we return once again by doing that, we return by following Jesus again, remembering both in remembering our baptism, we remember both his de death and his resurrection. And our baptism becomes the overpowering event in our lives, the event which tells us who we are and how we are to live. That's one of the reasons why we remember our baptismal covenant every single day of our lives, is to tell us again and to remind us again of who we are and how we are to live. And once again, I love what Reverend Dan Erlander helps us to understand what that means when he wrote. He says, In baptism we died, and our turn in one in on self. In baptism we died, our turn in on self-life was crucified and buried with Christ. And we are raised up with Christ to live a new, as new human beings in a new order of existence. That's what we, you and I are called to do every single day of our lives, is to live as a new human being in a new order of existence. And that order of existence is living the lifestyle and the life patterns that Jesus lived he further goes on, he reminds us, and this is the redundancy of Dan Erlander that I like. He says, daily we return to our baptism and our turn in on self dies again. And that new human being, 
The Christ self, he calls it, the Christ self is raised again to live in the new order of existence. Have you ever thought of it that way? That you, when you remember your baptism each and every day, that your turn in on self-life, it dies, and that you then have this Christ self that is raised. When we pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that Christ life lives in us. It's raised again to live in a new order of existence. And once again, I'm going to quote Dan Erlander again in his redundancy. He says, As we die with Christ and are raised with Christ in baptism, and as this death and resurrection event is renewed each day, the pattern of Christ's life becomes the pattern of our lives. Both our individual lives and our life together in community. When we pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, the pattern of Christ's life becomes the pattern of our life. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The beauty of the gospel salvation history is this, that the King of Heaven, the King of Heaven loved the world so much. He loved the created inhabitants of this world so much that God desired and made it possible for the Kingdom of Heaven, for the Kingdom of Heaven to be unleashed in the world in the person of Jesus Christ. God's Kingdom came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. And we have seen and we have heard firsthand the kind of king that we are called to follow each day. The king who embraces compassion, who seeks out the lost, who stands in solidarity with the poor, who feeds the hungry, who clothes the naked, who heals body, mind, and soul. Jesus is the king who is merciful and gracious, who forgives our sins and reconciles us through his death on the cross and by rising from the dead, that we share in that same resurrection life and ultimately we will live on into eternal life with the King of Heaven. As we come to the close of another season of living into this gospel salvation history, I think it is only fitting that we should hear and relive this good news story of Jesus suffering and dying on the cross. This story of sacrificial love for the sake of the world, it is a reminder to us all of the price of costly grace that Jesus is willing to endure and suffer for us. So what kind of a king is it that we follow? What kind of a king is it we follow? We, we follow a king who is crucified. One who poured out his costly grace, sacrificing his life for the sake of the world, that through him he reconciled to himself all things by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. We follow a king. We follow a king who reconciles and saves us every day. 
every day so that the pattern of Christ's life can then become the pattern of our lives. Amen. Now I, pray, I ask that you pray with me the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.